1: Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: You know what's better than receiving the perfect holiday gift? Enjoying it now and paying for it over time. Diamonds Direct makes holiday shopping easier than ever with a curated selection of the top gifts on your list and 0% APR for three years with equal payments. That's right, no interest for three years all December long at Diamonds Direct. Find out more and shop online at DiamondsDirect.com. Your love, our passion. Subject to credit approval. See website for details.
3: Welcome back to the channel. I hope you're all keeping safe and well. So, Tottenham Hotspur have just beaten Manchester City three-two at the Etihad Stadium. We are all smiling here on this channel at the moment. A goal and assist from Dijan Kulusevski. Two assists from Son A brace from Harry Kane. A world-class performance from Harry Kane. Hugo with a world-class save in the second half. We're now four points away from the top four with two games in hand. What a game, what an evening, what a result. I'm joined by three very special guests. Let's introduce them first of all. Paul Coy, award-winning radio presenter, hosted shows on the likes of Capital Gold, Virgin Radio, BBC London, Kiss FM, Sky News and now TalkSport Radio and of course, Compare at Spurs interviewing many Spurs legends. Paul, welcome to the channel. How are you? I'm really good. Thanks for asking me, Chris. You know what? I know you chose the
4: right game for me because you knew and we all knew we were going to win easily today. So thank you for choosing me for for an easy game. I appreciate that.
3: Well, it's so funny. Let's introduce the next guest, Um, Kimberly Chambers, of course, best-selling author, uh, Sunday Times best-selling author, latest book, The Family Man, now, Kimberly, I messaged you the last days of Nuno, and you've said, uh, Chris, um, I'm going to sound like Catherine takes Nan on the show. Let's wait until I get my football mojo back. Of course, we've lost three games in the Premier League, <laughs> Manchester City away. Here we are, and now we're talking about a win. Kimberly, how are you?
5: I'm good, thank you. And I'm your lucky charm, Chris, I think.
3: I think you are. <laughs>
4: No, I kidding. Kidding. I'm, it's me. I'm the lucky charm. It was no, me. Well, no, it's definitely
5: me. <laughs> okay.
4: You've been on here before, I take it. <laughs> no, debut. <laughs> it's my no. debut. It is. It's my what? debut. Oh, it's oh, your debut.
5: Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're, 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 we'll have the joint lucky charm thing again. I think that's
3: what it is. You've got to deal <laughs> there. you got to deal. And of course, we've got um, Darren Hart as well, actor. Um, Darren, tell us all about your latest film, um, Pirates. Tell
0: us about your role in this film and how are you? I am buzzing, my friend. I am buzzing. I am feel good, feeling good, just like the movie Pirates. It's a good feel (laughs) good movie. Absolutely worth a watch. After this, this is the next best thing. If you can't go out and (laughs) party and celebrate Tottenham's win, watch that movie, Old School Garage, rave it out and listen to me MC. It's a dream. Come on, you
5: Spurs,
0: (laughs) Paul, let's come to you. Now, Manchester City 2, Tottenham
3: Hotspur 3. Simple question for you. What did you make of today's game?
4: I thought it was all right. Uh, that's all I got to say, really. That was all right. I didn't get overexcited. I tell you what, this the thing, and, I, and I've been saying this for for as long as I've been a Spurs fan, is that they, there's something about this football club, and it, it, and, and other people, I, I'm sure other clubs don't get it the way that we get it. But you know what? Just when you think everything's down, just when you think, you know what? I've given up, and I just the fire's gone out they go and do something like that. It works both ways. Trust me, it works both ways. We know what it's like being a Spurs fan. But when they do something like that, uh, just when you think that that fire's dimming and every fan goes through it, and I go through it as well, and all the years I've been with the club, and you just think, you know what? I'm just not feeling it anymore. I'm watching these games and maybe I'm, I'm not even bothered about seeing it. Then they do something like that and you go absolutely bananas. I was jump out in, make it, I know you're at the game, but I was jumping around the kitchen. I'm still red and still shaking um, from the second one going in, let alone the third one. So it was terrific. I mean, it was just the tonic we needed and I'm so happy. And, uh, you know, up the spurs, that's all I can say. It was it was, it a was long, t- long time coming, but they save it for these games and, and that's why we love them. That's what it's all about.
3: I take it, Paul, it's
4: fair to say you weren't expecting this result. Uh, yes, I was. I, I actually thought, well, actually I was, and I thought we'd win 4-1. <laughs> so I was a little disappointed by it, Chris, to be honest with you. But listen, let's be honest. Who truly, truly thought that after three losses, and especially the way we played against Wolves last week, that we yeah. go over and turn Man City? I mean, probably Antonio Conte did. But um, even the 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 um, you know the most diehard fans that, that all four of us are
5: didn't expect that, did we?
3: I don't think so. No, I don't think any of us did. Um, Kim, let's come to you. What did you make of tonight's match?
5: I, well, I'm still buzzing, honestly. I I can't believe it. It's like, you know, after the Leicester game, I had that feeling. Obviously, with them two late goals, and with the same, I don't know. From the start, I thought we looked good. I thought we was good on the counter attack, and even though City obviously had a lot of possession and everything, they didn't really do. That much with it, they, they, you know, they, I wouldn't say, well, their finishing work good. And, uh, you know, they didn't, we didn't really look in trouble. But obviously, there was the mistake in the first half, which led to them, their goal. But, like, I didn't, they had possession. and But I I, I still thought the way we was breaking, that we, every time we went forward, we could score a goal, you know. It, mm. it just looked like, and I did actually have a bet on us to win, both teams to score, only a fiver I think
3: we were 12 to 1. So that's in me, William Hill account. That's all right. Well, they're my channel sponsors. So, you know, glad mentioned William Hill. Kimberly, (laughs) as an author yourself, I tell you what, I've said to this uh, to our uh, mutual good friend, Anthony Costa, many times. You know, Spurs, you know, the way that Spurs do things. If you as an author wrote a book, you know, about some of our situations to do with Spurs, I'm sure your publisher would say it's a bit far fetched, isn't it?
5: Course, course they would. Of course they would. I mean, it's just, you know, it takes you back to like that Ajax game. These it's it's just it's just weird, these late it, listen, if we can't kick on from this, we ain't gonna kick on from nothing in this season. But it would be typical Spurs. We go to Burnley now and we lose, you know? That would be <laughs> us to a T, wouldn't it?
3: Oh, no, let's let's not go there. <laughs> not only six minutes in. Come on, G- only give, it give it a little while. Give it we are talking about the Berlin game at the end. Um, Darren, let's come to you. Your thoughts on tonight's match?
0: Oh, beautiful. Be- be- beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I think there are so many positives to take out of the game in terms of performances, in terms of the attitude, in terms of Conte. I know a lot of people over the last few games have been questioning Conte tactically, uh, the sides he selected, the formations he played, everything today, you could see what he was trying to do. You could see the players understood what they were trying to do. It all just clicked. Yes, we rode luck at times and Lloris had that horrendous mistake, which I'm sure we're going to analyse later. But what we showed, oh, made Tottenham, that's why we lost first. Like when we're when we Spurs fans, we go through rough and the smooth, but when we get the smooth, oh, it's smooth. Oh, today is smooth. We're all gonna have our chest high. Sunday's a beautiful day. We're all gonna be wearing the colors as much as we can. <laughs> we're walking around. It's beautiful today. No one, my phone's quiet right now. No one wants to talk to me. That's why I'm here talking to you guys. <laughs> <day>. <laughs> <in it. laughs> Darren, it it kind of feels like the old
3: Pochettino days when we we used to literally go to the death and get so many late winners and
0: equalisers. It feels a bit like that again, doesn't it? It does with a different edge. And that's what I was enjoying today. There was a different edge about it because when it's Pochettino, I felt that it was passion. Sometimes it was purely getting us through. Today... I could see the method. I could see the game plan. When this, Even when the substitutions were coming on, I could see the messages being relayed. There was information being passed. The boys were all cohesive with a plan. It wasn't just our heart, we're going to play for the shirt and we're going to get through with passion. Today, this was the mixture of that old passion that we, we've lost, but also there was a bit of that being used today. And I was impressed. Even Hoybe's tactical little little trip up on the, on the halfway line it was like, I know what I'm doing here. This is Conte's way. Let's stop the play. Let's regroup. That that was exciting me. I could see a merger of two timelines, which was making me very happy, very very happy.
3: Paul, let's come to you. Let's talk about the uh, Tottenham Hotspur starting eleven. Of course, Antonio Conte made four changes. Yeah. Kulishevsky, Dyer, uh, Emerson Royale, and Hojbjerg coming in. So the team was Hugo Lloris in goal, back three of Romero, Dyer, Davis, full backs, yep. uh, Emerson Royale, Sessignon in midfield, Hojbjerg and Benton Kerr, the forward three of Kulishevsky, Hunmin Son, Harry Kane. Pleased with that starting 11?
4: Yeah, I was actually. Um, I think Di- See, Di is a funny one, isn't he? And he, he's had a... He's one of these players that people have loved him and then we've hated him for a while and then we've loved him again. And and, and I think it's made a difference, the fact that he'd been injured and I thought he was really good today. And um, I'm, I'm putting him in the middle there, I I thought was um, with, with Romero, I thought re- worked really worked well together and I thought they looked very good together. We, you know, we've been shaky. I mean, just look at what happened the other day and... We just haven't looked comfortable. Um, I thought he played very well. Um, what about um, Hoibier? You know what? And I'll be completely honest with you. My, the jury's still out and it is, and I mean that, In pro- I'm probably being generous as far as Hoibier is concerned. I've never been the biggest Hoibier fan. Um, I thought he played okay today. I thought Ben Tanker, I think he's going to start working very well in the Premier League. I think they might take And I thought uh, Kulosevsky I thought had a good game. But I, I know we talk about changes, but, you know, we haven't even mentioned Harry Kane yet. And, and Harry was absolutely out of this world. I mean, it disappointed me. In the, you, I don't know whether you saw the interview, Chris, because you're probably coming out the ground. But straight away, it probably took Sky about two minutes to be able to ask him, oh, yeah, so uh, did this uh, performance make a difference because of the, uh, the talk about Manchester City and that made you play the way you did? He was, you know, that's all nonsense he was i thought he was absolutely magnificent um and there was a point where i'm thinking if only he was the one that was getting on the end of the balls that he was putting through because everything he did um was fantastic and he showed what what class he is so no i was very happy very happy indeed and um you know looking at that now you know there's 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 basis of a good side and i think the um i think these new signings are going to work out okay as well I'm, i'm i'm very hopeful
3: Kim, same question to you. Were you happy with the starting eleven? And uh, be honest, were, were you expecting the win this evening?
5: No. I mean, when I saw the, t- like, you know, the t- when I saw the defence, really, you know, I thought, like, you know, I mean, obviously, but I thought Romero and Dyer, Dyer had a fantastic game. But it was more the two fullbacks, like, that, that that were worrying for me. But I just thought, I thought the two new players played really well. Um, you know, uh, I just thought, I don't know. I mean, in the first half, I've been. I think Ben Club was was you know a little bit quiet. But in the second half, he came good. Um, I thought the young lad up front. I thought he was brilliant. Um, and considering like they've just come over, they've been thrown into the, the sort of hot seat, really, haven't they? But I thought there were some good performances out there all round today. If I'm honest, you know, I thought Sunny looked looked a bit more like his old self. Yep. Obviously, Kane was sublime. You know, there, there was no. Everything he did today was quality. It was it was pure gold, um, and I, I actually, you know, I, Paul said about Holberg. I thought he had a great game today. I thought he gave everything for the shirt. You know, even right at the end there, he was still throwing tackles in in injury time. You know, I I thought he did really well today. I mean, you you know, there there, there wasn't that many. Even even Royale, I thought did did okay today. You know, I know he's had a lot of. Of, of criticism but I thought he especially defensively in some but I thought he did okay
3: uh let's come to you um stay with you Kim um Simon writes on the screen now um football can rip your heart out chew it up and spit it out when you uh, at least expect it it reminds you why you love this game of course the mood has been extremely low these last few weeks isn't it
5: oh yeah I mean I, I'm buzzing tonight like I you know I, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it at the end when we went up there and, and got... I just couldn't believe it. You know, one of them moments where you just... Even the cat leapt off the sofa. He must have wondered what the hell I was doing, you know? He ran out of the room, the cat. Um, but, um, no, it was just... My was wife
4: like ran some, out of the room, blimey. <laughs> it was nothing compared to what I had to put
1: out. It,
5: it was like that Leicester game. I mean, you know, less so. I think you, you hit a, a point there, Chris, when you said about... It's like going back to that time when we did have Poch and we had them late goals and there is a little bit of that feeling again where we're not giving up. I know, obviously, we've had a couple of disappointing results, um, but I just hope like, this is the kick on we need now because that fourth place is there for the taking. And you know it's like nobody wants it really, isn't it? Do you know with some of the results coming in? And I think, you know, know, obviously I'm saying if we continue in the same vein, you know, it might be more difficult to lift yourself. I don't know what we do wrong sometimes against sort of, not smaller clubs, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, but you know where I'm coming from. You know, we should be sort of beating some of the teams we're not. But I think everybody going for that top four, really. I know Arsenal have put a little bit of a run together, but like, they're all coming back with these results. I mean, you know, West Ham only drew today and, you you know, it really is there for the taking, I think. And, you know, I think we've got three games coming up. Like, obviously, we've got Burnley away, we've got Leeds and I know we've got the Cup game Then I think we've got Evan at home. If we can get a result in them, you know, four games, like, I'd expect to take nine points from, I'd want to take, especially after Dane, nine points from, from them three games. And go through the next round of the cut. I mean, you know, th- th- that should be the kick-on we need now. There's fingers crossed. That's all I can say. But I was so proud of the lads today. I thought they did. And it, it can't be easy for them coming out. Some, a lot of them are getting sick, coming out after the results we've had to come out and play. Like... I'll tell you what else that that I thought. They didn't look frightened today. Yeah. Even from the beginning, on the break, they always had no city had all the possession, but they, they looked like every time they went forward to me, there was a chance of them scoring.
1: Yeah.
4: Can I just say, not. Kim? I've got to say, Kim, I love that because it's you're such a Spurs fan because we, we, we get down in the dumps and we think it's over and then we'll win that game. And then we're thinking we're going to win the next three. And then we've got the FA Cup coming up. But that's what it's all about. I love that. We're all the same.
5: Well, that's first for you, isn't it? Darren, oh, this it, is. Is what it does. It's
1: the oak that kills
5: you,
4: Paul. <laughs> <Hello>? It is. <laughs> What's happening? Is there an embarrassed silence all of a sudden?
3: Sorry, my signal just completely went there. Sorry about that. Um,
4: that's Darren, all right, Chris. Um... We'll put this on you. We'll put this on you. <laughs> we were relaxed here. We weren't feeling uncomfortable <laughs> in
3: the silence at all. <laughs> oh, Darren, oh, Darren's gone as well. Um, oh God. Paul, Paul, Paul. Let's let's talk about Tottenham's first goal. Of course, uh, after four minutes, Harry Kane on the halfway line uh, got the pass from Ben Davis. Wonderful pass to Son, who ran, squared it to yeah. Kudoshevsky, tapped home. Harry Kane said, "I have to give credit to the gaffer for this. We worked on I this know. all week, how yeah. we could hurt them." But I mean, that, that now that show
4: something because that to me, I thought that was a purely instinctive goal. The way he took the ball, it was almost like a reverse and then hit it down. Um, Sonny ran on with it, crossed the ball over and Kuliszewski knocked it in. Um, So to show that that was something they've worked on. Now this shows that this manager's got chops and it absolutely worked. And he knew that that was going to happen. I thought it was fantastic. The ball was unbelievable. I tell you what was interesting. And I don't know whether anybody would agree with this is that, do you think that if it was six months ago, Sonny would have passed it, or would Sonny have actually had the shot? I mean, it was the right thing to do was to pass it. But I often would have thought that Sonny being in the position he was in, he would have had a pop at that and and shot. And I did think for a moment, oh, my God, because I didn't want the confidence to go. It was absolutely the right thing to do. Kuliszewski put it in beautifully first time. Uh, It was a fantastic goal. But I just wonder whether Sonny did have a second thought as he ran in on goal or whether that was the whole thing was something they worked on that someone else would would run in and then Sonny would pass it. But, you know, whatever. I couldn't care less because it was a fantastic goal. So early as well. Brilliant.
3: And we were worried that it was too early as well, didn't we? Yes, yes, we did. Yeah. I hardly celebrated, to be honest, Paul. You know, worried, <laughs> oh, that...
4: I don't believe that.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, Kim, let's come to you. Um, Hunmin Son. He always seems to produce the goods against Manchester City. What is about Manchester City that um, Hunmin Son just, you know, always delivers? It, 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 it
5: was it me you're coming to? Sorry, I didn't yeah. it cut out yeah. a bit. Yes. Yeah. I'll tell you something, something Paul just said, I felt exactly the same when that first goal, when he passed it, I thought, oh no, you know, and I thought as well the confidence had gone with him, but and when he sort of put it across, I thought literally the pass was going to go nowhere, but as you said, it was the right thing to do, and I think after that, it gave Sonny a bit of confidence as well, really, you know, to assist the day, you can't, I don't know, well, we're obviously, only now this is the most Spursy thing ever, only us could be City's bogey team.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: Couldn't, couldn't they, really? You know, anyone else in the world wouldn't be City's bogey. That, that, that is Spurs for you. You know, well, it's who, incredible. How many it, out of the last five? We've beaten them, what, four out of the last five now, is it? Or is it three four, out of the last four? four?
3: They've, they've only lost three Premier League games all season, two to Tottenham. It's incredible, it's really, really, isn't you, it?
5: I think the last four or five times we've played them now, we've beaten three or four, four out of five now, is it?
3: Yeah, I think the majority of those were at home, though.
5: Yeah, but I mean, it's just—I don't know. I mean, it started, I think, with the well. I mean, obviously, I—I I, I remember going back to the cup final, with the Ricky Vela go on that. But it—it it started, I think, with that Peter Crouch um, winner. I—I I, I remember watching it. I didn't go to the game. I was in the bully Nick over Spurs. And I remember, like, you know, we played well that night and we deserved that victory. And I think it started then, really, the 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 little curse we got. But only us could have a curse over City. That is that is Spurs' fear. But as Paul said as well, I didn't realise they'd worked on that, you know, that goal, and uh, uh, like, the, you know, the build-up to it. And that is the Conti effect fear. That is, you know... And I'm really impressed, as I said before, today, because it's, you know, obviously you see bits of them when they, when they come on a subs and whatever, but I thought those two new signings, you know, they're going to become, you know, they're worthy signings for once, you know, I mean, obviously some of our signings in the past, Christ knows who picked them, but... Um, you know, but um, I, I do, I'm impressed with him. Listen, we need a couple of players to be able to come in this side. Even that last guy with the cross and everything that that came in. Um, it just, you know, we, we perhaps these will bring a little bit of oomph to us as well, like to have two new players in. I think that's where we wrong, went wrong in the past. Obviously, we know we did when Potts was there. There's no good point going back over that. But, you know, to not freshen it up. Darren, let's and come I, to you. What, um Conte was saying in the week, like, well, obviously we've got rid of four important players. But there was, you know, to me, end on Belly, I I, I doubt he was the greatest joy of, of being in the dressing room with, you know, it was clear to me he didn't want to be at the club. Um, you know, it's and Delhi obviously, you know, I wish Delhi all the best. He, he was fantastic t- for us and everything, but it is time for a new challenge for him, and you know, I, I it it, it Fresh, fresh legs, fresh people, fresh minds, and you know, it's all good for the. It's all good for the rest of the season, and we've still got a lot of games left.
3: Yeah, well, we've got to move on from those sorts of players, on Don Bella and deli Ali, definitely. Um, yeah. Darren, let's come to you. Let's talk about um, Harry Kane's ball um, for Hunmin Son, and then of course Hunmin Son squared it to Kulishvski to make it one nil. Harry Kane uh, probably had one of the best games I've ever seen
0: playing a Spurs shirt. Absolutely. He was, he was tremendous. And also you see what they've been working together. It, it's the the Sun and camelin Cup was back in into connection again. They were feeding off each other beautifully. But also there was a new dimension up front. And it's our big suite. And he's going to bring a new dynamic to that front line. I know people speak about he's not the fastest. He doesn't look like he's going to beat a man for pace. But he gives us a different dimension. He holds Mm. the ball up as well. He's good at taking on a man. He also finds a pass as well. And I think it was great to see as the game wore on, that he was still involved in it. And we saw what he can do. He did a bit of magic and happy days. And with the goal, I think we all had the same thought with Sun passing it. And it's funny, because when I watched the replay, I was like, wow, Sonny, you left him a lot to do. You gave him a lot. That was, a, that was one that he couldn't miss. The defender was right there in front of him. And it's like, how are you going to beat him? And he took it beautifully. And I was worried. I was like, has Son lost his edge there. Is he? Did he pass, it, did he pass the buck? But when I looked at it, that's confidence in your, in your fellow player. That's going, it's a bit tight for me. I believe you're going to do a better job than me. Mm. Put it away. Get your first goal. Happy day. Let's boost everyone. And Son is also that guy as well. He is Mr. Team. He's also Mr. Tottenham. And I think that's something that has really come about with the new nucleus that we have. I know everyone talked about Conte's interview recently, what they said in Italy. It was taken a little bit out of context. I have seen the whole thing. And he is highlighting that we needed to change. And it's going to be a process. It is a process. And today, for me, that starting eleven was the closest to what I feel with Conte's in his head, his best eleven. Because I think once Regulon comes in there, That will be what he's got available. I think that's the best 11 he can start with. But also, if you look at our bench, suddenly I was excited. You look at our bench and we have Lucas Moura on the bench. That's energy. That's drive. You've got people like Skip to come on the bench. You've got players that are going to come on, roll their sleeves up and get involved in a game. And I think that's what we've missed. Our bench has been dreadful for a while. And I think as a manager, it gives you very little to look at. But today, with Kane firing like that, with everyone's movement around him. And I think when we talk about City, they're a great side. Let's not dispute that. However, let's also look at what Spurs do to City. They can't play the way City like to play when we do what we did today. We were very solid. We kept our, ourselves very narrow. We kept the spaces in between our lines very tight. And I think that's where Javier gets a big a big nod for me today. Because when you think about a Kevin De Bruyne A player who works in those little pockets, they were non-existent today. We dropped so deep and gave him nowhere to slot those passes in. And that was the real training ground routine. You don't just turn up and do that. That's a training ground routine. And then the runners off came. That's what we had today. Always looking for runners. Romero was flying down their early doors, giving them a pass option. And that was what we needed to do today to take the pressure off us, but also to get the goal. And we did. Spurs Spurs today did himself proud. You can add a voice, can't you? You can add a voice. <laughs> you can add you can add a little the little tingles. I, I had fun today. I had fun.
4: I couldn't understand that during when I saw Pirates there, Darren,
0: your voice is like this. And I kind not know why that's why it's too much Spurs doing it to you again, isn't it? That's, that's what Spurs do to me. They're just ruined me. they just white. That's why I've got the big liter bottle. I'm right here. I'm there you Paul,
3: what did you make of uh, Emerson Royale today? Because he is, he has come oh, in right. for, for a lot of criticism uh, yeah. from the start of the season, in particular, in particular the last couple of months. But yeah. you know, in the first twenty minutes or so, Harry Kane was spraying balls out to him. He had an awful lot of space in the game, didn't
4: he? Uh, yeah, he did have a lot of space. I mean, but the thing is that they were they were you know, Man City were were hitting him. I mean, there's no question about that. They they knew where they were going to they were going to target. Um, now how do I feel about it I thought, you know, I thought he was okay today I'm not going to say oh wow the guy was amazing because I don't think he was amazing and I, and I haven't seen him <laughs> again I said the jury's still out that, w- certainly with him I'm not I've seen a lot of Spurs fans that are very upset of anybody that criticises him, saying, you know, he's only just come in. You've got to give him time. You know, he's going to be... I, I think that maybe some of us were seduced by the fact that he's Brazilian and came from Barcelona and automatically think that this guy's going to be a world beater, which, let's face it, he isn't. Maybe he will. Maybe and and if and if Conte's got faith in him, then hell, I'll have faith in him as well. It's early days in his career. I'm being as subtle as I possibly can. I thought he did okay today. I thought he did okay today. Let's let's say he certainly didn't disgrace himself at all. Is that
3: Am might be a bit rotten? There, but i just going I feel as if he... I'm being a bit bit harsh. Do you, Do you think that Antonio Conte can get the best out of players like him?
4: Yes, I absolutely do, and I, I do think uh, I think Ante- Antonio Conte is by far um, the best manager that we could possibly have, and this is why when we see things a week ago or we hear stories and you know and, and 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 trust me, however close to the club I've been over the years, all this sort of stuff I hear the same as everybody else, and I know that people that are even within the club hear this. You know, you you just you just hear rumors from outside. You read what what you read in the papers. And and there was a worry because this is a guy that we absolutely have to hang on to. And if we're going to do anything, um, I think it's going to be with Antonio Conte because if we don't, then we're going to make even more steps backwards. And then how are we going to recover from that? I don't know. But I think I really do honestly think though, Chris, I think this is a turning point. Um, there's two terms, well, there's going to be two. There's, there's this one and then there's going to be Burnley because if you play during the week, that old thing about, you know, playing up north and it's going to be a cold night in midweek and all that stuff, if we can manage something there, then I think we can be onto something. But we need to be on our game in that next one as well.
3: Kim, let's come to you. Um, same sort of question, really. Antonio Conte, what are your feelings on Antonio Conte? Because, of course, we all love results like this. Uh, but the last three games... Um, of course, all the stuff in the media as well. Um, do you think Antonio Conte will be successful at Spurs?
5: Yeah, I do. I mean, I still can't believe I wake up some mornings and still can't believe he's our manager, if I'm honest. You know, it was... Uh, I mean, to come in at the time he did, and obviously after us taking like going with Nuno first and everything, I you know, I think we struck gold with him. And today, as we said earlier, if they've been sort of training these moves and the the breakout moves that they did today you know what a performance really if that 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 was done on the training pitch during the week of the way we should play you know he deserves a medal for that alone but I am um, you know I, it, it's hard to say with Spurs and it like it, it because I'd love to see him be a success with us but it's what back in he gets. We go back to the old question over and over again. I'll get sick of these transfer windows and I'll get sick of us leaving the business to the last day. I just wish we'd sort of, even if you've got to pay a tiny bit more, get these players in that we want. Don't leave it till the death. We do it every single time. We don't seem to learn by our mistakes. You know, if we'd have, that, that, that winger that Liverpool ended up copping up with, it, it, you know, if we'd have sort of gone in, it, it was almost signed, sealed, done. If, if we'd have got, got, you know, just got him a little bit before and not tried to wait to the last day to get him for a million pound less or whatever we were trying to do, you know, he wouldn't have, they wouldn't have got him. Like, we seem to leave. And if we do them tactics with Con i Con- e and that, I think he's going to come become really frustrated with us, Chris, if I'm honest. And, you know, it all depends as well, I think, where we finish, top four. I mean, will he, will he stay there if we don't finish top five? I don't know. Perhaps he's up for a challenge for one. Who knows? But there's not many, you know, managers that sort of work well with Levy, is there? Let's be perfectly honest.
3: Darren, let's come to you. Um, of course, Manchester City had uh, a lot of chances um, between uh, us scoring the first goal and then them equalising the 33rd minute. Uh, Gundogan uh, equalised, Sterling Cross, Hugo, Hugo spilled it, Uh, A terrible mistake from Hugo Lloris again, particularly after
0: the two mistakes against Wolves. What did you make of that goal? It was was one of those, it's Spurs, one of those moments. (laughs) It felt like, here we go again. We've had the early goal. We've been holding them off. They've been banging against the door, banging against the door. Then rather than doing something wonderful to get in, we just gift it to them. We just hand it to them on a plate. And it felt like that was going to be the moment the result was going to go and it was going to be 3-1 and we was going to all fall apart. And most of us would have been on this hair going, oh, why am I here? Why did you do this to me, Chris? Leave me alone. It felt like that's what we were heading towards. like That's what I felt. Then... Uh, yeah, it was that moment where we all thought, yeah, the the door's going to get smashed open now, and all the hard work that we thought we were doing was just going to fall apart, especially after the games we had just been through, the last two games. So I'm glad it didn't end that way. Yeah. Paul, let's talk about Tottenham's second goal,
3: 59th minute, uh, Kane to Son, Session uh, to Son, and then Son uh, to Kane, cross, and then uh, 2-1. Talk us through that goal, because, of course, through, um, you know, being managed by Jose Mourinho, Jose got the best out of Hunmin Son and Harry Kane. We yeah. haven't really seen a lot of that this season. Um, today's game, um, you know, it was like watching last season all over again.
4: It just clicked, didn't it? I mean, it was just one of those. There was always going to be a time when it is going to click because, you know, there's always the thing about form and class and class is permanent and form, you know, you know, the, all the sayings that have been going around. Um, and with Sonny... Uh, and, you know, I know I was a little worried about Sonny, but and, and also I've been saying it for a month. I've been saying it for a lot longer than that about all the people that were going, oh, Harry Kane earlier on this season. Oh, is that it? No. I mean, the, the guy is class. And not only that, but look at the way he stroked that ball in um, into the top right hand corner. It was it was just beautiful. I mean, it really was. It was just a fantastic goal. Um, I don't, I don't know I just, I, it, it just seems so well worked, Chris This is what it was We just picked them off And it just, they knew what they were they, There was obviously a game plan there We can see that now And the way it was done was just a perfection And Harry, honestly, we've had games where You know, and I think even if Harry had a free kick He would have scored that today That's That's how good I thought That's how good I thought he was today <laughs> Honestly, there was nothing There was nothing he could have missed today um, so no, it was just beautiful, absolutely fantastic. You know, of course Cole, the,
3: all, the, uh, go on. All, all I kept seeing was the stat that Harry Kane had not scored against Manchester City under the management of Pep Guardiola. Um, yeah. How do you think that they, Manchester City, feel about that today, with all of the situation last season? And do you think that Harry Kane will now finish his career at Spurs?
4: Oh man, that's a question for me, isn't it? I I just don't know. I, they're obviously going to be looking at that. And they, I mean, they all wanted him. It's not, I don't think it's even going to be, I think as far as Man City fans, I mean, a lot of Man City, City fans that I know uh, were really, really wanted Harry to sign. Um, yeah. And they're just going to go, well, what can we what can we do? Because he didn't, it's not going to be, well, you turned him down, look at well, what you missed out on. Um, I think they're just going to put their hands up and go, well, there you go. That's the reason we want him. That's the reason we wanted him. I don't know how Harry feels about the whole situation. Um, probably loved it. Probably loved it. You know, he obviously he was asked about it and how did he feel? He can't really say too much about the uh, about the fact. Oh, was it be good? Does it feel extra sweet because he scored against Manchester City? I think it feels extra sweet because he scored against the, probably the best team in the country and played played them off the park. So that's why he would enjoy it, and that's why
3: I enjoyed it as well. He certainly enjoyed it. Yeah, um, Kimberly, let's come to you. Sixty fourth minute. Tottenham had a fantastic chance to make it three one. Um, Kane chance. Played uh, through by Hunmin Son, uh, Edison. What a fantastic save! Um, same question to you. Um, do you think that Harry Kane will finish his career at Spurs? Uh,
5: I think there's do. I, obviously, we, listen. Come on, Kim. Come
4: on, beating around the bush, Kim.
5: I think <laughs> a lot of it depends on how this season goes. I think if we do get that full spot, and I think it's there for the taking, as I said earlier on. And obviously, we'll, have, we'll be able to attract the type of players we want to now. Do you know what? Harry must be a bit, like, you know, peeved in a way that, I mean, City were happy to spend 100 mil or whatever it was on Jack Grealish, yet they wouldn't stump up the money, like, particularly for him. We'll more fool them, and today proved it, you know? And it's true, isn't it? Like, let's be honest. Like, if they'd have just stumped up a little bit more, Levy would have probably accepted it. So why should he be, you know, like craving to go there now? Yeah, obviously, you know, for the obvious reasons, he's going to win trophies. But it depends where he's at, he's at the moment, where he's not easy. He looks like he's playing well again to me. Um, I just think that, uh, you know, he, he was superb to that. I mean, that was one of the best performances I've seen for him for a long, long time. And, uh, yeah. But he's always superb. It must get frustrating for him, especially with our midfield at the moment. We haven't particularly got that creative midfield that can, you know, that, that can sort of thread the ball through to him. And today was the best I've seen. I, I agree with Darren's comments from earlier, saying that that was the best 11 that you could sort of put out today, you know? And I'd like to see that those 11 start again because we look like we could thread a bit, ball through for one. All we need now is a free kick taker. Kim can well, i can I, I just say honestly to get that record and be groovy and that it would be marvelous for him now to stay here obviously he's settled in Essex um you know his family are all down this way you know but I think if we finished in the top four this season and like you know you know we brought in those players and you know what he deserves to play with let's be perfectly honest he deserves to be in a team with good midfielders. You know, we've never replaced Ericsson. We never replaced Embelli. We've never replaced any of them. He deserves better. And I think if we go down that route, but obviously a lot of it depends on where we finish, I think.
4: I'm. I'm sorry, if I can <laughs> just jump in, I'm really sorry if, if you don't mind sure. me saying and I, I know for a fact um, that Harry wants to play for Tottenham Hotspur. There's no doubt. Spurs are his team and he wants to play for Spurs and he wants to play for a succeeding Tottenham Hotspur, which let's face it, if we were him, we'd do the same thing. Yeah. Under, I think, think after Mourinho, he believed in Mourinho and know you know, he knew what he could do. Um, then that didn't work out. Then I think there was a worry there. And I know that now Conte is in, he believes that with this manager, Spurs can do things. And if Harry believes that we're on the right track Now, he wants to be part of that because Spurs are his team. It's as simple as that. So, if we're on the right track and we're going in the right direction, Harry will be part of it, as far as I'm concerned.
3: It's definitely about progression, Paul. Completely with you on that. But what do you think the Tottenham need to do at the end of the season to keep Harry Kane uh, before all this saga starts all over again?
4: Is this me or is this Darren here?
3: Yeah, I was going to come back to you on that one, Paul.
4: Yeah. Oh, damn you. I thought I was going to come to that. No, no, I'll take this. We we need... Look, we need... Of course we need players. Of course we need more players. We're not anywhere near the finished article. We show what we're capable of, but we can see that there are a gap. I'd love to see us bring a real creative midfielder. This is what all the Spurs teams that I grew up watching were built on when we look at Glenn and we think of Ozzy and Gazza. And I would love to see a real creative midfielder in the middle there somewhere. Um, So Harry doesn't have to do all that work for himself. uh, You know, we still need, you know, I I still think we need um, more players at the back as well. We need probably three or four more players. The question is, is the money going to become available? I think it will be. I really think that once we can prove, well, I think we are, I think we're proving that something is possible. And I mean, it's down to Daniel to be able to give Conte the money to spend it. Um, And I think it will happen. I think we, we, of course, we need players. We always need players. Every club will need players. But we do need some to just give us that extra push. And I think then we'll be on the right track.
3: Darren, let's come to you. 66th minute, um, Manchester City had a fantastic chance. Gundogan to one, uh, hit it, top corner. It looked like it was going in the top corner. Hugo Lloris, what a world-class save. Uh, you know, unbelievable save, particularly after his uh, mistake in the Wolves game and, of course, uh, in this game as well. Um, talk us through Hugo Lloris because, you know, he's just signed a, a, an extension on his contract, staying for another two years. Um, I keep talking about trophies, you know, video after video talking about the lack of trophies. Surely, at some point, this man has got to win something
0: at Tottenham. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think, I think this contract is the one where he's going to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm I, You know, Chris, I'm always trying to will a trophy for you, my friend. I'm always trying to will it. And I think that it can be achieved. I really do. And I think just to that last question about what, does, what needs to be done to keep Kane, what do we need to do to go forward? It's all about the intention right now. What is the intention? What is the board, the management and the team? Are we all in the same line, moving in the same direction? And I think you're right, Paul, and Kimberly. you're right. Kane loves Tottenham. He wants to be there, but he wants to win stuff. And right now, we've just secured our goalkeeper, who is a winner. He's a World Cup winner. He knows how to win. We've started to bring in players now with the mentality of winners. Benticor, are big Swede. They're they're winners. They've won everything out in Italy. They they know how to get across the finish line. You put those players into a squad around Kane, he feels like a winner. These players are going to be pushing the game in a different way. And I honestly feel that if in the summer the business is done correctly, we will have the winning formula because the manager is there to do that. We've never had the manager in their prime to do that. And I know people go, Poch was there. I love Poch. I love him. But he, he, he wasn't the winner. He had the passion. He had everything. But he didn't get the win. We have Conte, who has got the win. He's a manager in his prime, who wins regularly. He knows the format. He knows what to do. He's got Kane firing again. He's got Son working again. He's getting the players moving in the way that we want to see. And also, what I love about Conte, is he's not going to be afraid to say when it's bad. Those last two games, they were bad. He wasn't coming out here doing a Mourinho and shooting down individuals or going, it's X, Y's fault, this, Y's fault. Conte was being real robust. Brands, If this is what happens, we ain't getting top four. It's a million miles away if this continues. But on the training field, he's drilling them. He's pushing them to get the performance we've got today. You don't get that performance without the work happening behind closed doors. Without him going, I know what we need to do. We need to get this going, that going, that going. And we saw it today. The Burnley game, I know we're not there yet, but just because my head's gone there slightly. Burnley will present a completely different issue for us. They're going to play in a completely different style. City work to our strength. They pat the middle of the park. They're all little tiki-taki passes, but also they play a very high line. They allow us to break over the top. They're a team that are open for a counter-attack. Burnley are not going to do that. They're going to sit very deep. They're going to ask us to break them down. And that's where a Bentico, a Kuliches, a son, a Kane, in this form, that's what I want to see next. I want to see how, when they've got more time on the ball, how those triangles work, how the movement works. Because we can break down a Burnley without a doubt. But let's do it with style. Let's do it with a performance that says, this is the new Tottenham. This is the intention of how we go forward. And let's go and win something for Chris.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Paul, let's come to you. 73 minutes gone. Um, Harry Kane put the ball in the net. Of course, yeah. it got disallowed uh, for VAR. I don't suppose that any of us can complain about that. Kudovic was clearly offside. Oh, um, yeah. um, it went 2-2. Mare's put the ball in uh, you know, via the penalty spot. Um, Romero handball, um, correct decision for you?
4: unfortunately yeah unfortunately um as sick as it was i mean that was it yeah. see how many of us then said typical spurs i can't yeah. believe it it's always going to happen to us um it was unfortunately it wasn't it, it wasn't a deliberate handball i mean his hands up but of course it was up and the and the ball hits the hand it's those moments of waiting that's the worst thing because we had probably about another minutes worth of play didn't we on the on the field Uh, before before the ball went out and then i'm just everybody's just thinking oh no 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 but yeah it was a penalty i mean it was a great penalty um there was no arguing with that it was a fantastic penalty so you know that was it i don't really care now you know i'd be i'd be spitting blood and probably saying there was no way it was a penalty but i really couldn't care less because of what (laughs) happened a couple of minutes later but yeah it was so there Apart they, got, from that they got their little decision. consolation to get me excited for a while, which bless him.
3: <laughs> Apart from that incident, Paul, um, what have you made of uh, Christian Romero, the son of Christian Romero so far? Because um, it is strange, isn't it? That Eric Dyer's injury, Christian Romero's yep. injury. Uh, this was only the second game that they've played together under Antonio Conte. The first one was a nil-nil against Everton. And now, of course, the second one tonight. What have you made of Romero so
4: far? I really, really like him. He doesn't look flappable, does he? He looks so cool. He looks very relaxed. He dealt with everybody. I mean, this was the guy that uh, won the best defender in Serie A, didn't he, last year? Which obviously doesn't mean anything when someone comes to Spurs because we've seen that so many times before. He's the greatest striker that's ever been seen. Is this, is that, is that? So it's like, okay, well, let's see him. But he looks like a class act. And him and Dyer. I'm very, very hopeful. Is it the new Robertson Paul Miller? This could be it. You know, this is what we've been waiting for all these years. You know, to- Toby and Yan had a go, but never quite made it to the, uh, to the Miller, to the, to the Maxi and Robbo thing. But, but no, I, I, seriously, though, I, I think he looks like a class act. And out of the three or so that were out there today of the new signings, I think this is going to be the guy. Very, very excited about the way he plays. I think he's great.
3: Kim, tell me what you were doing in the 95th minute when Harry Kane put that ball in the net. Kudushevsky cross, Harry Kane head up. What a leap, what a goal. It's the 96th you you want to know about,
4: not the 95th. It was after he scored. Do you want to know
5: the (laughs) truth? I actually paused it because I was expecting the Man City late winner and I didn't want to watch it. And I went on Twitter (laughs) and saw that we'd scored because I can't stand the losing part of it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And when I saw everyone screaming, Harry, 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 and, like, like, I had to go back and watch it. Like, I had to pause it. I do this a lot. I'm I'm not a good football fan. Kim, how would you feel if someone read one of your books and left the last chapter? Even when I was younger, big games, when I used to go to Spurs, my mates would tell you, I'd sit there like a knot, right, with my hands in my ears, (laughs) waiting for the ref, pressing it backwards and forwards, to the whistle to blow. Definitely Darren, not normal, you but I, I love me team. It just comes with the territory, doesn't it? Do you know? But that's yeah. what I was doing. But of course, I went back and thoroughly enjoyed it. But I still kept clicking back on Twitter because there was still a few minutes to go. <laughs> I thought, don't get too excited, Kimberly. Do you know what I mean? It's all going to end in tears.
2: <laughs> Darren, how
0: did you celebrate? Listen, listen, I'm going to tell you this now. I nearly got myself in a lot of trouble. <laughs> I jumped in my car. I jumped in my car. When the penalty happened, I got in my car, I put a phone on the dashboard, and I was livid. And I was like, I'm just going to go to the shop, I'm just going to drive. It, it, I don't want to... I'm just going to hear the whistle I'm driving. Then suddenly, the, the, the brake happened. And I was like, I need to park, I need to park. Swerved up, parked up, celebrated the goal in the car. And literally, as I did that, the police car went past. I was like, God is good. God is good. He saved me. He saved me. Because... Yeah. I, I need to be by myself. I want. I didn't want the moment when City scored and they got the 3-2. I didn't want to be with anyone. I just wanted to be by myself. I'm, I'm emotional like that now. What Tottenham's done to me. But when that win happened, I went straight back. Me and my brother, I was like, listen, listen, let's celebrate this. Let's celebrate beautiful. To be fair, like Tottenham, we've got to love them. We've got to love them. Because moments like today, let's be real, a lot of other clubs, they don't get what we get. They don't get to do what we're doing today. Like, I don't care what happens now. We got tonight. We've had Leicester in this season, and we've had City in this season. That's two gifts there. That's Christmas twice, and I'll take that as a Spurs fan because I'm I'm wearing the shirt today. It's all like me and Chris. Like we've got the uniform on today. We've got we've got the kit. So I'm, I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing with it, and I think every Spurs fan watching this now is feeling the same way we are. We're loving our team. We've forgotten the two games prior. We have forgot about them. Today, is all about love. Kane
2: is the best striker in the world. Son is the best player. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.
1: Picture the scene, all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See
0: mcdonalds.com. In the world, Hugo is the best goalkeeper in the world. We're in that zone right now. And if we can carry that forward till the end of the season,
4: who knows what we
0: can do? Who knows? Emerson Harris is the best,
4: he's the best left back in the world. I'm with you 100%. percent i <laughs> Don't talk about Sestini, you know. don't do it to
3: me.
1: Don't.
3: I'm in a good place. Paul, are you are you one of these people who gets carried away after after a win like this?
4: Yes. Yes. Yeah, I I do. I can't help myself. Yeah, I think I think it's the I I've, I've got like a 24-hour thing, Chris. I'm I'm, I'm after a bad loss. Um, I can usually get rid of it after a couple of hours and it's the same with a win as well. I mean, you know what, this, this got me going. There's a few recent, I mean, of course, Ajax, which is the ultimate top of the tree when it comes to just losing your shit when you've got a game like this. So there was one where I lost probably a couple of minutes of my life and I don't know what happened. Um, The Man City, obviously there was the Man City before that in the Champions League. Leicester, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, did it to me as well. I mean, I got to be up at three o'clock in the morning, so I was watching that live, and I couldn't I couldn't sleep till about two. So that was a an nightmare. And this was one of those. And 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 like uh, you know, like we were saying there, the Kim said it, and it's there's just something about this team. And and well, I mean, it was mainly you. You said it just now, Darren. It, it's just I, other teams don't. I don't think they feel the way we feel, or sp- our relationship with the club is, I don't know, I just think it's different to other clubs. Even all the years that I've been speaking to, to players on the pitch at halftime, and they'd come back and they'd all say the same thing. And of course you expect there's a couple of things that players always say. One of them is um, the, the crowd is the 12th man, which you kind of think, oh yeah, is that really? Or is it just a little bit of lip service? Which is absolutely true. And they absolutely say it's true. It's nothing like that playing at White Hart Lane at the stadium as well. And And the other thing is there is something special about this club. Players play for other football teams, but there always seem to be end-up Spurs fans at the end of it. And we can't quite put our finger on it. Some of us, I mean, I was born into it. I think probably most of us were. Other people get it for different reasons. But when you're in, uh, you're in and you feel it like nothing else. And that's what being a Spurs fan is all about. And sometimes they break your heart. But when they do, when they do something great, then it just feels ten times better than it would than if you just won every week. So
3: that's why we love it. Well, I was going to ask all the years that you've worked at Spurs, all the legends and all the players that you've spoke to, who have been your favourites?
4: Oh gosh, so hard to say. I think towards the to, towards the end of um, White Hart Lane when it closed, there were a, there was we hadn't had Jürgen Klinsmann, and I think that was one that I really, really wanted to meet and I'd never met Jürgen. And it was another one of those don't meet your heroes cause they could let you down, et cetera. He was, he was just a God and he was just fantastic. And he was as great as you would imagine. So that was at the, that was at the game before there was the, we played Arsenal, didn't we? I think before the Manchester United game, the last one, of white hot lane uh, before the finale. So he came to that because he couldn't come to the last one and, and he was amazing. Um, Still always Hoddle, who was always my favourite player, never, ever let me down. It was always still, I'd get a buzz. But I tell you, every, every single one of them. And and even if I think of the first Spurs team that I ever saw, which was way back in like 76, um, if I ever met any of those that were in that team, it was like one of the worst Spurs teams we had under Terry Neal. And if any of them that was playing like John Pratt, I, I, I loved John Pratt when I was a kid and I would now travel in with John to the games. So it was all those, it's, it's just childhood stuff. And I think that's for most of us. When you meet the, the players that you love when you were a kid, that still stays there. It's like big Pat uh, is another one who, when I first started working at Spurs, I was, I was chatting to him. But the thing is I just lost myself within it because I was thinking, Oh my God, I'm talking to, I'm talking to Pat Jennings. And then I was thinking, and he's going, oh, he's talking, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, God, I've now forgot. I don't know what he's talking about because I'm now thinking I'm talking about Jennings. I'll just keep nodding. And I was having this conversation with myself because he was such a hero. But or every one of them, every single one of them, um, whenever I meet, they're all still my heroes and, and never, ever – uh, did I ever take it for granted over that like 16 years because they're, they're all great. But for, but if it was number one, it'd still be Glenn for me, which was amazing. And also the double, when we had the double side come out as well, that was a huge, huge thing, which I ended up in tears. I thought I'd get this classical music playing, bring them out one by one it'd get the emotions going. And I thought, Oh, this will really get the crowd going. I'm looking around at people nodding and I'm stripped up. Going, I can't know how everybody is. wife uh, And it, it was amazing. So it's, you know what, Chris? I, I couldn't really single out one, but everyone has been amazing.
3: I've met more. Can I? Can I just ask your opinion on the Amazon documentary for someone who's worked at the club, you know, yeah. so closely? Um, yeah. What did you make of that?
4: Um, I think I did make of it. I was in it for about um, three seconds, and I think that was very, very disappointing. <laughs> um, my, my So so that was it I found it really It was really interesting It was It was really interesting It's funny It's like I watched it once And I didn't watch it again I think there's a lot of people That, uh, that would probably look back And go Oh you know I, I was waiting so I was so excited about it coming out Um It was Yeah It was certainly an eye opener Wasn't it As far as Mourinho was concerned And what we learned about Delhi and that And I, I thought I thought it was very good And I think it's it's always great For us fans To be able to see What goes on Behind the scenes, there were certain things that we didn't see, obviously, but there was a lot that we did. And uh, no, I really, really did enjoy it.
3: Kim, let's come to you. Um, Talking about um, White Hart Lane and and old games, um, what was your first ever game and uh, your favourite memories of White Hart Lane?
5: Well, going back to what Paul just said, um, I wasn't born into it. I I, I grew up in Dagenham, which was a typical West Ham area, but all my family were Gooners. Uh, me dad was a staunch gooner, but he'd stopped going to the games when he had me. But me Uncle Cliff and me Uncle John were over Arsenal every week, you know. And I'll never forget, you'll like this story, but it's taken you back to when we eat different food to what we eat now. I was 10 years old when I first got in at Spurs, 1970s. It was the year we was in the second division when I became a massive fan. And um, I'll never forget that, that game, that last game when we needed the point at Southampton away. Um it's probably before your time, Chris, to be honest, you know? Um, and like, I remember watching Bits and they hit the post right near the end, you know? And then obviously, you know, 78 we signed Ricky and uh Ozzy, but I'll never forget it was that season it must have been. We had my uncle Cliff round every Tuesday. He was like steptoe, like he had this like house where there was car parts in the fridge since his dad died. Yeah, he's, he's since his mum and dad died and his wife died, like he used to put engine in the fridge, did a bit of mechanics, but he came round and I'll never forget. He was a staunch, staunch gooner. And, uh, he was sitting there eating his rabbit stew. Like, and I said to him, I'm a Spurs fan, uncle Cliff. And he was that, he he got that agitated that the tray went up in the air and after the (laughs) rabbit stew ended up on (laughs) my mother's carpet. But, um, and it was no, but I became obsessed with Spurs from that moment on old players, um, you know, obviously, that, that 80s side, you know, I was there at the UEFA Cup final, I was there at the early, I wasn't at the Man City replay, because I was only 13, I went to the first one, but my mum said I was too um, young to go to the replay and to go to a night game, so I watched that indoors with my mum and dad, I was there the following year for the QPR replay, but, um the UEFA Cup final is one of the best nights of my life. I mean, obviously that cup meant a lot more then than what it does now, you know. because um, there was the three cups at the time, weren't there? The Cup Winners Cup and and that. And obviously it was the European Cup at the time. But um I, you know, that 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 was that that was just brilliant. That's probably the the standout game for me um, of my life, you know. Um because to win a European trophy at that point, and it was a prestigious European trophy at that point, just brilliant. And to do it at the lane, you know that Tony Park say Who can forget that? But players now that I've what players that I've met, Chris. You mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
5: Um, I, I'm really good friends with Stevie Perryman. He often texts me, and he's a lovely, lovely man. Do you know what I mean? Him and his wife Kim, proper people. I met him at Martina Cole's book launch, of all places. Believe it or not, she's my mate, and uh, he was there. He he met her before, and we we chatted all night. And like he often texts me now. We swap numbers. He, he's a, and Steve Archibald, I'm very good friends with. And I loved Archie Bald as a kid. I mean, the old, we'll take more care of you, Archie Bald. I was standing up on the shelf singing that. And, like, he's another good friend of mine, Steve, you know? So, it's nice to be, yeah, it's, you know, I don't go out to be friends with old players or anything like that. But them two in particular, from the side I sort of grew up watching on the shelf, they're sort of two, to our class as my real good friends now. What about you,
0: Darren? What was your first game? My first game was in FA Cup tie, Tottenham Wolves. Me and my dad, we had the Wolves fans literally right there, right inside of me. And yeah, it was a baptism of fire. And we won the game 1-0. And I remember having Wolves fans topless, giving me abuse the whole way through. And my dad looked at me and goes, go on in." And I was in it and I was sucked, came out my mouth that my mum would never know about. <laughs> and I left the game buzzing and it was like, I was that for you. And I go, Dad, I want to go over a week. I want to go over a week. And of course, not quite there yet. Work keeps me busy. But um, yeah, that was, that was this, the, the golden moment, just being in the stadium, being at a lane. It just, it, you smell it. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's in your veins. It's in your blood. It's in your bones. And yeah, my dad's a massive Spurs fan. And I think the highlight for me was our cup final. The um, Carling Cup final when we beat Chelsea, the Woodgate, the Woodgate goal, and um, being able to take my dad to that final and let him know literally 24 hours before this game, I've got tickets. We're going and yeah. buzzing, absolutely buzzing to be in the stadium and to watch the Chelsea fans, even all their flags on the floor, they disappeared as we won. It's a beautiful feeling, beautiful feeling. But um, Chris, those days are coming back, my friend. Those days are coming back. I feel well, it. I have well, got a trophy coming. You, You've mentioned Chris, 2000. can I just go
5: back? I don't think I asked, answered your question properly about the first games. Yeah, go on, Kim. Well, first, I'll never forget my first away game. It was West Ham away in 1980 in the League Cup final when David Cross, it was 1-0 and he scored. And I went there with my mum's mate who... They had a caravan, believe it or not. I know it sounds a bit apt now, but, like, they had a caravan at the time, which was the West Ham shop uh, up some part. My mate worked, my mum's mate worked in there, and uh, I had to stand with her before the game and stand when she got me a ticket. I was 13 years old, you know, and I remember, like, it was in the days when you used to have your scarves round your wrist and, and all that luck, you know what I mean? I remember wearing all the old butcher's coats at the cup mm-hmm. finals. I mean, that's probably before your time as well, lads, to be honest with you. Not you, Paul, but the Uh-oh. other <laughs>
4: <laughs> Yeah, it was, actually.
5: <laughs> but I remember going to one cup final with Crooks written down a, a sleeve and Archibald. But no, I went to that game and I never forget. It was like
4: you had uh, you had a blanche flower written down your sleeve. Don't lie. Don't lie now, Kim. Oh, I know no, your no, game. No, I
5: don't look that. old. come on! I'm doing this <laughs> thing at the moment. I've not been drinking. I've been on a diet. Come on, give me a bit of credit. But um, no, seriously, I I went to this West Ham and I never forget. Like I cried my eyes out, and she took me back to the West Ham shop. Pat after. And I had to stand there like it was in a little caravan in, in the stadium at the time. I had to stand there with me little Spurs clubber on me little wristband and oh. my scarf, and everything. it was a sign of things to come.
3: Do you know? Do you know Kim? The, the last time we went to uh, West Ham, I took my boy Harry, and he went yeah. off and got something to eat, and he came back with a crepe. Whereas normally, the old Upton Park, of course, you'd go and have your pie mash, you yeah. know, traditional yeah. prime mash. And now it's always yeah. crepe and strawberries and and uh, and chocolate. Very very different at the new stadium. Um Blimey, yeah.
4: the, the, the only crepe you used to see at Upton Park was actually playing on the pitch at the, in those <laughs> days. <laughs>
3: Sorry, Paul. Sorry. Let, let's Sorry. stay with you. Um, Darren mentioned there 2008 the uh, the League Cup final. Of course, the last trophy we won. I yeah. ask every single person who comes on this channel the same question: When are the trophies coming? Because they are way overdue. What what is happening? And what have you what have you made of Spurs over recent years? Because of course. Pochettino came very, very close in 2019 to to yep. winning the biggest prize of all. Um, of course, Jose Mourinho six days before a final he was sacked. What have you made of Tottenham over the last few years, and why haven't we quite got over that line?
4: Oh, right, okay. So I think um, what what happened. I don't even know where to start here. I think with the chat. I think I think with the cha- I think with the Champions League. Uh, when we got to the Champions League final um let's all remember that we weren't playing if we if we were playing like we were maybe a year before then i think that that would have been ours but unfortunately when we got to that stage as excited as we were and that was the best trip by the way up until that first 23 minutes um, which was just amazing, and uh, I the fan park, and we had all the ex-players there, and we did the stuff in the fan park, um, and then I had to do a speech talking about Spurs. I remember, I remember standing on the pitch with this guy, because there was me and this this guy, if I'm going off a little bit, but we don't mind, but there was this guy, there was supposed to be me and the Liverpool guy we were going to stand next to each other Uh, on the pitch before the game, and then we would talk about the club. But it turned out Liverpool didn't put anybody forward, so they had this other guy who worked for UEFA, and it was very small, and they would, you know, ask me questions about, so, Paul, tell me. And the question was, and I remember the whole stadium was packed, and they are in my Spurs suit. I'd also got stuck in the traffic because the traffic was so bad. Do you remember? So I ran, actually, into the stadium, put my tie on, they gave me a microphone, and he said, so, Paul... Spurs haven't won a trophy in Europe for over 30 years. Yeah. How does that make you feel? <laughs> I just felt the same. <laughs> well, so I ended up having to come through this thing, go, well, let me tell you the good times are back and blah, 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 blah. And I really believed that we'd really hit, you know, and this was going to be it from now on, but we've had so many false storms, haven't we? And um, I, I still can't believe that it's only it's 1991 was the last time that we won the FA cup it's, it's far too long. It's far too long. We're so overdue. We came very close. I think everybody will look back. I think there's mistakes that were made at the end of Pochettino and I think there was bad luck as well. I, I think the fact that we moved to this new stadium, which is just the greatest place, but unfortunately it seemed to coincide with the best side that we'd had and then we had to go out to Wembley. And then, if we'd have stayed at White Hart Lane, I think we probably wanted, would have won the title the next year. That was just unfortunate. Um, then Carl Walker went. Then different things started to conspire against us. We had Wembley. Um, then the team started to drift a little bit. And then when we got to the Champions League final, even though as great as Manchester City and and Ajax was, you know, we 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 had the luck with us. There's no question about that. But we need to just just get back to where we were I mean there's just a nervous thing amongst all Spurs fans that maybe we're going to slip too far back and it's going to be too long to get back and I think we're not that far away so to answer your question we'll win the FA Cup this year that's my answer is the FA Cup this year and I will take that and the top four with open arms
3: well that's a long way of
4: saying we'll win the FA Cup this year
3: Kimberly, do you agree with that
5: what, what they we're gonna do? You know what I mean. I know everyone wants a trophy, but if you had to pick out the two, I would still go for the top four because the players going a trap. I know it's wrong. I know a lot of people are going to knock me for that because a lot of Spurs fans are just desperate for that trophy. But I would take top four over the FA Cup. I really would. And like, it's you know, it's like you know, we had that result at Leicester, and. The, the, the Chelsea game I, I don't know do you know what I mean we just don't do very well in semi-finals let's be perfectly honest and I would take top four all day long over listen it'd be great to have both but coming back to saying, um Paul just said I think that um, he's very right ab- about like I don't, uh, Paul you there mm. alright <laughs> No, he's very right about, like, where he's saying, where we was at with the Poch thing and that. And I just think that... I don't know. We've we've just got to, like... We did go through, like, some tough times. With it. We've just got to crack on now. And, you know, we've got Conte now. We've got to, like... It's hard to forget the po- po- Poch times, I think, because I still feel so fondly. I'm friendly with Jesus, by the way. He's my Twitter friend, and I message him sometimes. He's a nice man. But, like, we've got to... I'll never forgive the club, like from from my perspective, for not backing him. And I know that ain't your question, Chris, but that's how I feel. I think that's why the club don't really give me any time of day. But I'm I'm not bothered. I am outspoken, you know. If there was any of your manager, they should have backed it. Should have been him. Don't don't you agree?
3: You know that's exactly yeah. what I was going to come on to, and and that's why I asked the question because Antonio Conte now bringing in a world class manager like this. Um, I was going to talk about the transfer window. Um, Darren, let's come to you on this one, Um, talking about the transfer window, because do you think Antonio Conte was backed enough in the January transfer window? And what Paul said earlier, uh, he believes that um, Spurs will go out and sign a number of players in the summer. What realistically do you think that Tottenham will do in the summer?
0: Because surely Tottenham have to get it right this time. Yeah, we we really do have to get it right this time. And obviously, this is surely from my perspective and always trying to make it, the positive perspective. And looking at what we did in that transfer window, a lot of the dead wood, bad energy and negative stuff were removed from that squad. And I think that was a massive thing to achieve. And I've said this before on here, and you know my thoughts on that. And I think what Conte would have liked, being the man that he is, is more. Conte, I think as a human being, demands more. He demands more from the players and he's going to demand more from the board. And I think what he got in this transfer window wasn't enough for him. And I think it's good because I don't want that to be enough. I don't want the two signings in to be enough because we can all see all the other problems. We know where we need to improve. And I think Conte is going to want the changes in the summer because what we spoke about in terms of winning stuff, Conte wants to win. That's as simple as that. He's not come here to boost his PR or to, to kind of jump to his next job. He's come here because he can see a project where he can be successful. And he wants to be successful with his right-hand man, Paratici there, and with the team that he wants and he wants to win. He wants a league, he wants a trophy, he wants to compete. And I think the transfer window the first time round has had wins in other ways. And I think now, the summer transfer window, the ins are going to be massively important. Conte needs to see the calibre of player that he wants. And also, he's going to need the full back in. Levy can't do what he's done in the past and be involved. And I think this transfer window, we saw Paratici was really busy. He was away working. He was away making deals happen. And I think this summer, we need him to be in control, him and Conte to be working it. And we need Levy to be on a yacht, just just signing checks, just, just sending the money. We're over the checks. they on his phone, direct, send it, send the money, send the money. That's what we need Levy to be doing. Because if he does that, I honestly believe, and... We spoke about the luck that we haven't had. We spoke about being on the cusp of winning and it's not gone our way for X and Y and Z reasons. I honestly believe with the manager we have, the potential we have, we can definitely go and win something. We can. I know we've got teams like Man City that have a hold over certain cups. We've shown today that they're there to be beaten. We can do that. And a cup final is a one-off game. Just get to the final. It's a one-off game. If we turn up, we can do it. And I think, honestly... I think between now and Conte leaving, we're winning something, 100%. 100% we're winning something. Paul, cool. um, what do you think Antonio Conte is at Spurs
3: for? And I've just remembered, I think the last time I saw you was earlier on in the season at the Emirates Stadium when we just lost to Arsenal. Oh, yeah. I think we, we, we shared a look as if to say, what on earth did we just watch? You know, when yeah. you when you when you think <clears throat> about that under Nuno Spirito Santo, and you think about today's performance under Antonio Conte, within the mm. matter of months, you know, beating the champions at the Etihad Stadium this evening, it's like chalk and cheese. But what what realistically do you think Antonio Conte is here for? Because he's, in my opinion, he's not here just to finish in the top four. He wants to win things. Win. Of course he does.
4: Yeah, of course he does. He he sees a big club. This is a this is a manager that's out of work. And he can pretty much pick and choose where he wants to go. There's no question about that. He can wait for any job um, because if you had, what, top three managers in the world at the moment, he's going to be in there, surely. So he can pick and choose where he wants to go. Um, Thank goodness he has chosen and sees, yes, Spurs. I'm sure he's getting a very nice paycheck, but he could get that anywhere also. Mm -hmm. He sees the potential in this club. And there's also, within any manager or with anybody in football, there's going to be an ego involved that, I've done this before, but Spurs are this great sleeping giant. They haven't won the Premier League or the title since 1961. I am going to be the guy to do it. You know, um, I'm sure every manager has come in thinking that, but I don't think every manager has actually had the tools uh, that are actually good enough to be able to do it. Now, that's probably what's on his mind. So he thinks, yep, there's a lot of money here. Uh, It's a big club, hasn't done anything. They want me. I think I can do this. But obviously he needs those tools, which are the players, to be able to do it. Now, we've had a very, very good result today. It's worked very, very well. But we are not going to win the title with that 11 players. That's not going to happen. We need more players to come in. And I'm not talking about 10 new players. I'm not even talking about six you know, there, there may even be less four players, four good quality players. Someone like, I'd love, something like play I'd love to see someone like James Ward-Prowse play at Spurs. Love to see someone like him coming. There's, some, I mean, we could all have a shopping list that we we could go through, but he needs more players, and I think everybody he knows it, the club knows it, all the fans know it. And if we bring those in and just bring them in, and they're the right players, the problem is before we've had the wrong players that have been coming in now. You can blame anybody you want to. You can say, well, you know, it's your fault because you brought the wrong player. They thought that they were bringing the right player in because wherever he was playing at the time was playing as good as and thought this is going to fit in. But unfortunately, we've had too many that haven't. So we just need those right players that are going to fit in with us. And then I think we can go on. And why the hell not? He's there to win the title. He's not there just for a holiday. So I think he's, you know, I don't know when it's going to take might take two or three years, but we got very close before, and I think this time we absolutely can do it. So I'm with Darren on that.
5: What, I what's I make where... point there? Yeah, go on, Kim. Yeah, I, I'll get what you're saying, Paul, and you're spot on, hmm. but while we've got the transfer policy of leaving everything to the last bloody day, yeah. are we ever going to do that?
4: See, I, we say... Yes, that seems to be the case. And and I know it's happened before that we do seem to wait to the last minute.
5: We've never had a touch since Van der Bar. Let's be perfectly honest. What have we had since Van der Bar that was spectacular on the last day? Why don't we do business early like other clubs? I
3: was was actually going to ask you that same point, Paul, because the last player I was really excited about our signing was back in 94 when Clinton signed, because we were signing a real world-class player. Not someone turning yeah. into a world-class player, but signing a world-class player at that time. And of course, yeah. van, der Va- van der Vaart was close as well. When was the last time you were really excited about signing at Spurs? And realistically in the summer, will we go out and sign world-class players?
4: See, I don't know. I don't know whether we will. Um, I was, ag- again, I think of Klinsmann, but something does possibly need to happen. The the policy from looking on the outside and looking to see how it works is sign someone that looks like they've got great talent and great potential, and then we bring them into the club and then hopefully they kick on. But we haven't, I'm trying to think of the last time we signed someone that is a proven, truly proven, especially in the Premier League as well. It just doesn't seem to be the policy. Now whether it's been bad luck or whether it's bad judgment that's not for me to say but we know for a fact that it hasn't we haven't had these great players that have come in whether they're prepared to pay that sort of money because let's face it if you want the best players you've got to pay a hell of a lot of money uh, and also like like kim says we would like them to come in so at least there's a pre-season in there before and then everybody's ready at the start of the season to get going you know, I'm not going to sit here and question transfer policy because I don't exactly know what transfer policy is. We all talk about okay. it and go, well, obviously, that's transfer policy. Is there a written down policy? I don't know. But we need players and we need good players and they need to fit in. And that's how we're going to succeed. But how the actual policy works, you know,
0: your guess is just Paul. again off the back of that, it's so difficult as well with Spurs, especially transfer-wise, because... I know people get on Spurs' back about we don't sign good players or we sign players that haven't produced. I think the difference for this transfer window, for me, is going, what does Conte want? If sure. it's a player that he wants, then I'm going to back that signing because we have made big signings. Like if you think about Romero, as we spoke about earlier, he was the best defender in Syria. That's what his package came as. His YouTube yep. videos, the scouts report, he the best defender in Serie A, and now he's at Tottenham. And sometimes we can make those big moves. And I think now, when we talk about the marquee signing, I don't know what signing is going to explode our minds to make Spurs fans happy. I don't think Ward-Prowse is the one that's going to make us all go and buy new shirts. This bell mm. talk of him coming back, I don't know if that's even going to do it. And I think, for me... I think now it's a case of, I want to see, by the time you get into pre-season, and I totally agree with you, Kim, I totally back you, let's get those players in early. Let's give our manager a fighting chance to start the season cooking. We start the season with players that are still breaking themselves in. Why are we doing that to ourselves? What is the point? Let's get them in. As soon as Schranford windows open, let's get busy. Let's try our best to give ourselves a fighting chance to start the season 38 games strong in the league. That every game matters, every game we're ready for. And let's go for it because we have something that we could really build on here. And let's see what we can do.
5: We can't, you, can't let, you can't let a manager, like, can't he go or down? Do you know what no, I mean? I mean, he, I if we don't back him, he's going to walk at some point. Who wouldn't? You know, I would. Um, he's got to, um, you know, we've got what? We've got a tourist of Korea coming up now and everything. Like, mm-hmm. like, he needs these players in early. He needs to know. We just wait and ask about to the last minute. You know, we always have done. And I'm not knocking, listen, Levy and Eni, I know they've done, and I, you know it, we've got a great stadium, we've got a great training pitch, but what we want as fans is a good bloody team. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. we we want to see trophies, we want to win things. We don't want to be d- like dilly dallying about to the last uh, t- last two hours of a transfer window. Where's that going to get us? Do you know what I mean? And it's not like we're even. Like as I said, Van der Baer was the last sort of marquee signing. We've had nobody since. We've just lost out and. Someone signed for Chelsea and flown over to paid the Fair. And it's been all that crap, hasn't it? You know, so a bit like this time with a little guy that went to Liverpool. You know, Conte obviously wanted him. And we dilly-dallied, asked about hoping to get him for a million quid cheaper on the lot. And we ain't got him.
3: Hmm. Kim, for you, what, what's the definition of backing Conte in the summer?
5: To go out and get his players early. For him to make that list and him to, it depends, as I said, Chris, it depends where we finish, and who we're going to attract, who else is going to come in for him. You know, I just, that's why I said I know all Spurs fans want the FA Cup and want the trophy, but for me, with Conte as a manager, especially, I'd rather get the top four to to, to get these players in that, that we can attract and to have another run. There's nothing like the Champions League to have, you know, we would, you know, I'm grateful to have experienced it and the wonderful games and the wonderful nights at the old, you know, White Hart Lane and everything that we had. But it's, and like I away, are you ever going to, that's one of the best games of my life. You know, yep. it's, you, you, it's not going to be repeated really in the conference league, is it? So for me, top, top four, but they've got to get the players in early for him,
4: Can I, can I ask you, Kim, if you had the choice then that maybe, we could get the FA Cup monkey off our back if we won the FA Cup this year and then Champions League next year, would you take that? Or no. still, you'd still no. sacrifice the FA Cup and go for the Champions yeah, League? Yeah, I would,
5: yeah. Mm. All day long. But the pure fact that we've got Conte as a manager, I want him to stay. He's one of the best managers in the world. You're not going to beat that. I mean, if he walks, if we don't get, and then he don't get back, and so there's obviously the excuse of, oh, we can't attract those players because we're not in the champion league. Where does that leave us? What's he going to do next, Levy? Ring up Poch? And is Poch going to come back? He never got backed in the first place.
0: I think, though, from your, your question there, Paul, if we mm. won the FA Cup this season, I think that would absolutely satisfy Conte with the, what he's got at his disposal yeah. right now. And I think with that win, it would absolutely motivate Tottenham in the transfer market to go, with what you gave me, This is what I can achieve. Give me more, and I can give you more than top four. Rather than just aiming for top four, I can potentially push for the league. Give me that. And I think I would sacrifice fourth place for the FA Cup if we finish fifth, still in the Europa, whatever, that madness. But if that winning mentality started to bed in to the players we've got, skip being a winner suddenly. Looking at players like that going, I've won something. We're in a team that is winning. I think that mentality around our squad He's really needed right now.
4: Yeah, you know, the weird thing is that I, I wonder whether winning the FA Cup still feels the same as it did the last time we won it. Because I, so. I, I, I I remember it, but I don't know whether it will feel the same. Whether whether we will have that jubilation, that fantastic feeling of that lifting lifting the cup. It, whether it will feel the same as when Gary Mabbott did it. Because I think is the, the FA, FA Cup, perfect? it's a lot different now than what it was last time. I think if we finished
5: top four as well, it would. We'll but have I mean, both. How, how about we'll have a
4: deal far. and we'll, we'll we'll have both. <laughs> we'll have the FA Cup and we'll have top four. We'll have then
3: both. I'll be happy. It, it's it's still a major, major trophy though, Paul. And it is, I'm surprised of course it is. That, 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 don't you want to see that coach with Harry Kane and Hugo Lloris, you know, going down the, the high road, lifting that trophy? It would be incredible. Ah, yeah, but is that, would
4: that still happen? Will we still do the, I think we would. We still do the bus tour, sure. uh, you know, the bus will and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, that, that'd be great. You know what? I was also, that, that was the other thing with the Champions League. I was told, I was all ready for for that and because oh, everything had to be planned. You know, you have to plan to, to, to have the bus and everything and, and it's all got to be booked beforehand. So, yeah, it'd be, it'd be great. I mean, I, I want to see us lift silverware. Of course, I really want to see that. But the only thing I'm asking is because it's been so long, I, what What is it going to feel? <laughs> I can't remember what it feels like. I mean, we, yeah. like Kim there was talking about 81 and I queued up in the rain when I was a kid. And it's one of my favourite Spurs memories is actually queuing up outside Wembley because they said when the game was on that it's going to be the People's Cup final, the replay. And then people can actually, if you don't have a season ticket and we didn't, me and my dad would just go every now and again. And so he took me and we we queued up for like three or four hours cold rain there and waiting outside Wembley and I can still see going up to the turnstile and being given that ticket and holding that ticket for the FA Cup and it, honestly it was like Willy Wonka it, it was because it was the, the holding that ticket was one of my favourite footballing memories thinking this is the first time I've ever been to Wembley and we're going to a cup final and that 81 which, which was just unbelievable so if it's even like a tenth of how that felt then I'll have some of it and we'll win the cup again please.
3: Paul, let's just stay with you. Roy writes on screen now. It's paramount we keep Antonio Conte. How yep. confident are you that Antonio Conte will be Tottenham Hotspur boss next season? Because of course he come in, signed an eighteen-month contract. Um, you know he will have a year left on his contract in the summer. Um, does it matter where Spurs finish in the league? Do you think he's still going to be Spurs manager next year? Um, yeah,
4: I don't. I don't think it does matter because I think I think it won't make a difference on him. Uh, I think it makes a difference on how he is backed, and and if he if has got feels that he's got the support of what's going on behind the scenes, then everything's going to be fine because basically whatever goes on with the team really is going to be on his watch. So that's down to him. So I don't think he's going to maybe, if it doesn't go as well, and maybe we do finish eighth or ninth or whatever, we won't, but should it happen, um, that he will walk. I don't think he will want that on his CV. Um, I was thinking about this recently and thinking, well, if it really is a disaster, would he rather walk than be fired? He's not going to be sacked because we can't do that. I mean, I can't believe I'm even talking about this now or, or the fact that we're, we're mentioning it. But, yes, I do think he will be there in a, in a year, Chris. Um, you know, I feel – of course, we'll feel much more comf- confident and comfortable after what we've just seen. But, yeah, he'll be, he'll be there. He will be there.
3: and I just think when, when, when you've got a world-class manager at the club, you want to keep him from as lo- long as possible. Of course you want to keep him. Of course you yeah. – I mean –
4: I think Mourinho was different. I mean, it was a different situation. He was a manager of a certain time. And I think his sell by date has run out. Conte, bang in the middle of his housey in years. And that's why we've got to make the most of him being there because he's the guy that we want.
5: We've got to right, appreciate lovely. him and back him. We're lucky to have him.
3: Yeah. 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 Um, lastly, let's talk about our next Premier League game Burnley away on Wednesday. Of course, rearranged fixture. Uh they have they had up until today won only one game in the Premier League all season and then they won 3-0 away at Brighton. Um Kim, let's start with you. Burnley away on Wednesday. How do you see that one game that game going?
5: Well, when I saw that result today, I thought, oh dear, you know, I thought obviously <laughs> I it was well. gonna be a cricket it's score difficult. against us. But do you know what? If we can't go out there and pull a little sight out of the app now, do you know what I mean? But as someone said earlier, it is like it's a cold night, we're Burnley away, it's midweek, you, you, you know, it's Spurs for you, isn't it? I mean, it would be, as I said, first when I come on here, it'd be typical now we went and lost at Burnley. And I don't want to be like, obviously, I'm still buzzing over the day, but that is us. This is what this club does to you. And it is, let's, let's, let's not beat about the bush. You know, we've come away like from a win Man City, but we'll go up there and probably—I oh, don't know. Let's see what happens Wednesday. But I wouldn't bet my house on it, would you? That we'll, we'll get anything up there? Yeah,
4: but you is know, the, with Burnley though, because what they would have done is if they hadn't won three 0 they would have sat back and they—and then we wouldn't. We'd have that old thing where we're trying to break through, trying to break through. Now they've scored three. They think they're Brazil. They're going to come out and start spraying the ball all over the
5: place. So we'll be great. So it's going to work perfectly for us. <laughs> you've got more confidence than me.
3: <laughs> Do you know, no, Kim, when, when you've got Antonio Conte as your boss, don't you think that some of these things, they've, they've got to change at some point. It, it has to change at some point. Isn't this going to be our point that it changes?
5: What, the transfer window?
3: No, th- things like, Beating Manchester City away and then going to Burnley and losing—it doesn't. Well, I don't know. It didn't
5: change after the Leicester game. We went to Chelsea and never showed up, did we? Do you know what? I thought that was a turning point with them late two goals at Leicester, and we like it was like we were scared to even. It was like we were scared. I mean, that was the one thing I was really glad about today. From I know they had a lot of position, but from the moment we started, like you know, you know breaking like we never looked scared of them even though I thought we defended well I really did and like you know we just didn't look scared I thought especially after the last two results I thought like oh god you know we all dreaded it I think let's be honest you know but we didn't look scared we looked like we had a game plan so let's hope we go up there in the week with a game plan
3: Kim, when you think of uh, our next three games, Burnley away, Leeds away, and then Middlesbrough away in the FA Cup, are you confident for these three games? And, and give me a prediction for the Burnley away game.
5: A draw. Wow. I reckon it'd be a draw, 1-1 one, one or something. But, <coughs> listen, I... was oh, come and on, then we've got Kim. Ever, ever, Come Come on! Ever. I'm ever, listen, I'm always glad. Listen, I've watched first too many years since I'm older than two of yous on here. I've watched first too many years. I, you can't be when you've watched them since 1970. I'm glass half empty rather than full. I can't help it; it's just the way I am. I was a nightmare to sit next to as a season to get older. My my mates, oh, that I drove them mad. But I love the club. I mean, when when you look when you lo- love saying it, your passion, it's just. But, I mean, they've let me down so many times in the past, no more than the Champions League final. I've never been out to watch that back. And I couldn't believe we'd done all that to get there, and then we didn't turn up, really. But I know we was unlucky, but it is what it is. But let, let's just see. I've got what I owe, Chris. Let's let's be positive for once and have glass half full. Um, we've got, after that, we've got Evan at home. I expect, three, I expect three wins, nine out of nine points in that. And obviously... A win against Middlesbrough as well So here we go, I'm being positive This is the positive the <laughs>
0: <trainers>. That glass <laughs> filled up very there quickly you go. Hey Kim, how
4: did that feel?
5: <laughs> it felt good <laughs> There but, you go But in a week I'll be messaging you Chris <laughs> you <sit> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: Okay him. I'll take it, I'm sorry I'm
0: changing my number, quick change it, change it. <laughs> Darren how are you feeling about the Burnley game? Listen, I'm on a buzz right now So I'm staying in that zone <laughs> we're going to go there and we're going to absolutely turn up. I'm going to call the man now. Ben going to have a worldy. He's going to be dictating the centre of that park. We're going to look like a team that has a plan and we're going to take the point. I'm, call- I'm, g- I'm going to go 3-1. I'm going to go 3-1. We like to gift the goal now on our travels. So I'm going to go 3-1. Paul, I spoke to you
3: earlier off air about this. You know, for someone who's worked at the club for so long, you know, some of our really bad periods that we've had, but someone like you in the job that you've had, you yep. always need to be positive. How yep. is it always how is it always trying to be positive when we've had some real low moments over the years?
4: I'll tell you, i tell you it's really, really easy to answer when it was half time and people would say, look, we're losing 3-0 and it's pouring with rain and it's a Wednesday night and you go out there and you see all positive and try again. I said, Listen, I've been a Spurs fan since I was a little boy. And to go out and stand in stand there and be able to do the job that I was doing. And be able to look around. How could I not enjoy it and make the most of it? So there was something within me, and I thought. And there's also something that thinks now. Okay, look. If everybody's feeling bad, okay, oh, this is my job. This is come on. And it wasn't faking it, and it wasn't just going out because I absolutely love it. So to go out there and do that, even if it's wet and it's horrible, I'm still doing something ridiculous, you know, which I dream of doing. So that's how easy it is. So I could never go out there and go. Oh god, oh, it's still not gonna be very good. You know, if a if, if we if there'd been a bad goal, I might raise my raise my eyebrow. You'd know what I was thinking. But um but no, it's it's just the best job. So it was easy. Very easy.
3: Paul, how are you feeling about the Burnley game? Are we gonna win?
4: Uh no, I think we're probably gonna lose 3 nil actually. It was uh 2 0. <laughs> we're gonna win it 2 0. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> happy. Very happy. 2-0. Um we're gonna win that without a doubt. This is I've never said this before, but this is the turning point. <laughs> do you reckon I've ever said that before about Tottenham Hotspur? This is it now. We can do this. Yeah, you're are right. Dude. So yeah, I, I think we're gonna win two 0
3: I've got two last questions for you all. Um Paul, let's start with you. Yeah. Um will Antonio Conte win a trophy at Spurs? Yes or no? Yes. And where will we finish where will we finish in the league this season? Fifth. Yes, I think.
4: Actually, you know what? I was saying fifth before the game, I'm going to go fourth. I've got a, a, a talk sport, my producer, who's a Leicester fan, and he's going. He's always going, look, I really think you're going to finish fourth. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. I, I just I can't see it. Now I'm beginning to, if we just got to get a run, if we just put a run together. So why the hell should I actually say anything different? So I'm going to say, yes, uh, we will win the FA Cup and we will finish fourth this season, Chris.
5: But if it what gets bad... You, I'm going to say yes as well. I think he, well, if he can't do it, who can? We might as well give up, mind we? After the after after appointing him, and fourth, I'm going fourth.
3: Well,
0: wow. we are finishing on a positive.
5: Darren, what about you? Come on, Darren, you're going to win the
4: title this year.
0: <laughs> Listen, I'm 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 just so happy that Kim, you have had your your glass is now full. Yeah. Don't ever tell me about this. being around you three
5: positive <laughs> men. You know, all, all a woman needs is three positive men around her. And her whole thinking changes.
0: We just filled that <laughs> cup for you right there. Beautiful thing. Beautiful. You know, you know where I'm going with this, Chris. I'm going for the truth. I'm going for a cup. Absolutely. And I've said it before. We're finishing fourth. It's ours to grab. The trophies are to grab. And when we win the trophy, Chris, we're all coming to yours. We're all coming to yours. My God, it's it's just been so Hi. long, so
3: long, so long. Um, I can't thank you all enough for your time this evening. Paul, thanks so much uh, for coming on. I know you've pleasure made your day today, and, and what a time to do it. Winning when he, when three, two at yeah, the edge has. Um, please tell everyone where they can find you on social media if they didn't know you already.
4: Yeah, at Coyte, C-O-Y, t- what, how do I spell my name? C-O-Y-T-E-Y <laughs> on, <laughs> on, on Twitter or oh, Coyte67 uh, on Instagram <laughs> or, or on Talk Sport very early in the morning every day.
3: Thank you very much, Paul. And uh, Darren, tell everyone
0: about your latest film again, um, just released on Netflix. Yep. so Pirates is out on Netflix. It's a fun, feel-good movie all about Millennium Night and the garage scene. So if you're into all of that, it's a great movie to watch. It's a lot of fun. So if you enjoyed the game today and you still want to keep smiling, pop it on. It's worth it. I'm
5: going to watch Thank
0: that. You, and Kim,
3: thanks so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure talking to you and uh, tell everyone where they can find you and uh, your latest books.
5: Um, I've got The Family Man came out in September. I got to number two on the Sunday Times Best Richard Osman beat me, but he's very famous. So I can't knock that. Um, it comes out in paperback on the 3rd of March. Um, at Kimbo Chambers on Twitter. Uh, I've got an official Facebook page, Kimberly Chambers. Um, and also I'm on Instagram as, I think, Kimberly.Chambers. So, yeah, the paperback, The Family Man comes out third of March. And, uh, yeah, come on you Spurs. But I've I've really enjoyed coming on here, Chris. I'd love to do it again.
3: Thank you.
4: Thank you, and, yeah. I, and I hope you
3: bring
4: three I, I never <laughs> want to come on again. By the way, this is this is absolutely the last time. So you know, because I'm on the Arsenal podcast next week, I'm looking for a new club. So we'll see. You oh, you've got to
5: meet was, me. I'm getting... well. Come on, I mean, there, nah. is, there is there is always sunshine. You got to meet me finally because you don't remember me from the from the club, do you? So
4: I well, look, look, I, I do, I do, I do know you. Now you said about Glenn. Of course, I do. You don't. You're so to fu- come, here, Let's not I'm get into like this now. Bad. Of course, I do. I love you both. I love you both. <laughs> <laughs> love you both. Love you
3: both. <laughs> well, we're ending on a positive. Paul, Darren, i I'm off Kimberly. to the Odeon at Sea Pirates now. That's
4: what going
3: <laughs> to <laughs> Thanks so much for your time. And let's hope that Tottenham can continue this winning run against Burnley on Wednesday night and climb up that Premier League table and get that top four finish and win the FA Cup. Thanks yes. for watching, everyone. See you guys later.
2: Prize picks is Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy. How does it work?